and you got to record it. I always kind of look at Peyton Manning. People say, one of the greatest of all time. Why? They always talked about how much he watched the tape, how much he knew yeah. everything that was going on. And unless you don't record that and listen to it, and it can be tough sometimes. I watched that two hours and 36 minutes, and I was like, Jesus, Alex, what are you doing there? But you know what? I was trying to figure it out. Sure. Yeah. And when I'm on that stage, I put myself under that pressure that I know I have to have some type of reaction every eight or ten seconds, whatever yeah. it may be. Yep. And 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 if I was to sit there and try to write that, some comics are really great about, you know, this is the words and boom, and that's the way I'm going to do it. Not me. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to put myself under the pressure of, I better fucking come up with something. And, and my thoughts have to come out, and I'm... And so that Thursday, Friday was much better. Friday late was even better. Yeah. Saturday, and I was like, oh, my God. I was pretty proud of myself for, for whittling it down. And, yeah. and, and my wife didn't see me for a day and a half because I was just watching that videotape and yeah. just going, horrible. that was horrible. That Oh, look at that. That is so hard to do. I think Aziz Ansari said something about that, too. Is a lot of comics will <clears throat> record their sets, but you don't listen to them. You have to sit there and listen. It can be hard yeah, to listen, listen to your own to voice. It. Or anything like that, you have to. You have to. Got it. Uh, local shout out here. I went to Trinity High School, and we won state every year. I was in high school. We won state football. And when I look back and think about it, it's because we sat down after literally every single practice for another hour and went through what we just did again and again. And you were again. prepared for the moment. Yeah, you preparing <laughs> for the moment. Welcome to the 29th episode of the ElToro.com podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Honored to have him in the office today. Alex Ramundo is an Acapulco-born Mexican, Acapulco-Mexican-born Texas comedian. He's a Say that five times. Yeah, yeah no quote. kidding. Uh, it really, it really, it really, I thought it rolls better in my head. Yeah. He's a 2007 Alma Award winner for Outstanding Comedy Special. He merges both his Southern upbringing and Latino roots to create his own style and story of the Red Mexican. Mm-hmm. Now, in my opinion, Alex is, is really interesting in the ownership of his content as he owns every one of his solo comedy specials to date. And, and we, we appreciate control freaks here. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty wicked awesome, we find. And maybe it's not as unique as we thought, but I mean, that's the first time I've ever heard that happening in the entertainment business before. So kudos to you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. It, it was kind of funny when we um, we shot the first one, Hispanic. Uh, me and my manager, to the, to this day, I mean, I've had a lot of managers and a lot of agents and things, and, and, and to this guy's credit, he's the only one that ever gave a shit. He's the only one that ever uh, pulled his sleeves up and worked as hard as I did. And when we shot this special, he and I literally mortgaged our home, you know, put put our money in there. We took a big gamble and we edited ourselves, uh, uh, paid for the space at the at the uh, Paramount Studios. And because we couldn't we had we had more time than money. And so we did it all ourselves. And I am a control freak. And I'm uh, uh, you know, I know what I want. Yeah. I know what I want when I'm doing things, no matter what it is. I just spent three days putting a fire pit in my backyard and I did it, you know, and I didn't have a plan, but I started, I just knew I had some rocks over here and some stones over here, but my manager, Scott, when it finally got to, uh, uh, and we had a great time doing it, but we also had a lot of, uh, creative arguments, you know, uh, and of course I won them all. Of course. Um, well, I, I, it's, it's my thing. It's my it's artist. But but I, but I but I'm not so bullheaded that I don't, I don't listen to other people. And and his his opinion matters. But uh, but one day we're working on the credits, and even on the credits, you know, I'd, I'd listed some things, and then I look at it the next day, and some people made it to the top. I was like, what what happened there? And he goes, oh, I just thought. And I was like, 
So you're just trying to be nice? So anyway, I'd move it yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and one day it said, I'm reading the credits and it's rolling. And about halfway down, I was listed again. It says, uh, uh, Alex Raimundo, control freak. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, oh, fuck, Scott, leave that in there. It's got to stay. It's got to stay. As I put it in my title at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's the first one. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So your performance experience is, I mean, it's a mile long. And we're going to try to narrow this down to a couple of bullets here. But Alex has... Uh, comedy specials on Comedy Central. He was featured on the original Latin Kings of Comedy, along with other comedians like George Lopez and Paul Rodriguez. You have multiple movie, television, and writing credits. And, you know, I'm not going to go through all this stuff. You can reference this stuff on IMDb, guys. I, I'm not going to Google it for you. Uh, but Alex is presently opening up for fellow comedian and uh, former brother-in-law Ron White uh, on his present tour. Now... You guys, let me finish this all. Yeah, right yeah. Here. All true, by the way. Mm-hmm. All true. Mm-hmm. Can't prove it all in a court no, of law, guys, but it's all true. He's sitting here pouring tequila for us. This is yeah. the, the you're oh, the geez. you're the best damn guest we ever had. By the way, you left bartender out. You left bartender out. Bartender resume there. Yeah, that's how it all started. All right, so you guys met in '86. You and Ron met in '86. You kindled, you know, I'd say a very long-lasting friendship. That led to the discovery of an 80-year-old small batch tequila distillery in. And you might have to correct me on this. Jalisco? Jalisco. Jalisco. Amatitan, Jalisco. Jalisco, Mexico. And it had no U.S. presence. So at that time, it, you know, from what I understand, you molded this to your preference. And in 2003, released number one tequila with Ron. And number one tequila now competes in five national tequila festivals where they have won two bronze, two silver, and ten. Count them. Ten. Gold I'm going to give you a job. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to do tastings for us from now on. You're absolutely spot on on every bit of that. Uh, except for, I will say, we molded to our tasting. Uh, we didn't touch the juice. We didn't touch the juice. I just put the package together. Uh, everything you see... Uh, is was what we put together, um, and and earlier you were talking about a beautiful tequila called Fortaleza, and, and I went with number one because as I I've been turning people on to tequila <laughs> my whole life, right? Uh, and unless you're Latino or uh, you were raised around Latinos or you worked in a kitchen somewhere, mm. you can't say Fortaleza or Coralejo or Centenario. And so I was literally at the DMV here in Louisville one day, and I'm sitting there sketching stuff and drawing bottles, and I looked at this lady. I said, do you like tequila? And she goes, I love tequila. White lady. Yeah. Middle, uh, I'm sure her van was in the, in the parking lot. <laughs> sure. You know, she was like, I love tequila. And I, and I, I, I don't know strangers, so I'm just talking to her at the right. DMV. Yeah. And, and I said, hey, I'm so I'm starting a tequila company, and I'm trying to come up with some names. And what do you think of this name? And I just showed her number one. And she, you know what? She, she looked at me. She goes, it, she, it looked like she almost wanted to cry. She goes, right. oh, my God. Thank you for including me. She says, I love tequilas, and I, sometimes I don't order them because I'm so embarrassed that I can't pronounce them. And I wanted something that everybody could say. Wow. And I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, we're talking to, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, to send some of it over overseas to Asia. And number one, they can, they, they can <laughs> yeah. say it. You know, everybody can say Dang. it. Dude, yeah. that's branding 101. Yeah, right? really that is, is fantastic yeah. advice then, to anybody starting a business. <laughs> brilliant. It really is. I mean, seriously, think about it. It's simple and it's elegant. So the one I've just poured you is the same white tequila. Nothing has been added. The color you see comes from the barrel, like I mentioned. This is three barrels, bourbon, cognac, and French red wine. So two French Mm. barrels, one American barrel, nine months in each barrel separately. So you have three full-bodied reposados. The category for reposado is three to nine months in whatever barrel you choose. Plenty of people use different barrels. This is 
technically a a a very three full bodied reposados blended into one, which is why I do not carry an añejo. This goes toe to toe against anybody's añejo. Uh, same festivals: bronze, silver, and three gold medals. This smells amazing. This no. has the best nose of any tequila I've ever come across, and I'm not saying that because you're sitting I, here. This is this is. I feel the same way. I, I felt so much the same way. I bought the company. You know, <laughs> I, I, every time people tell me that, I go, I know what you, I know exactly what you're saying. I smell the wine barrels. Oh, it's I it's smell gorgeous. the wine barrels. And by the way, it used to be oh, wow. equal parts. They would they would blend them equally, but oh. the tequila was coming out a little pink because of the wine barrels yeah. uh, being mm, so such yeah. a strong influence. So they backed off that a little bit, which I thought made it better. Do you get to? Did you get to help choose which which influences a flavor? The red wine, bourbon barrels. Absolutely not. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, again, the, the guy that does it, he is an artist. It would be like someone stepping into my realm and telling me how to write that joke. I'd be like, "That's a great idea. I'll be over there." If you timed it a little bit different, yeah. you know, you know what? If you say, "Do you ever?" I got this joke. Yeah, that sounds right. Anybody got a mom? Because you know. Well, it's like I get I get a little bit of initial spice on this, but then it spreads out so smooth and evenly across the tongue. I get the fruit in there. I and I I said this a little bit earlier. I don't know if we were recording at the time, or maybe I just don't remember because I've been drinking tequila this afternoon. I don't know uh, <laughs> all day. But, but I definitely I definitely get a little bit of like citrus notes on the front end of these. Um, and man, the finish like it, it doesn't. You know, a lot of them they feel hot, but. There's a difference between something that's hot and something that has like spicy notes as it finishes on the tongue, and this is fantastic. This tequila, uh, all three expressions uh, and four that I, well, I don't carry one, but all four expressions that he makes uh, never offends. It never offends at any point. It, 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 you don't make that face. You don't. You don't. There's not a. Uh, well, and everybody's palate can be different. There, somebody sure. may go. Uh, but I think this one is the only one. Which, by the way, this is the one I drink the most, the reposado. But this is the one that can sometimes make people go. At first, but what's so beautiful about this one is when you pour yourself a good four ounces and a snifter, halfway through it, you're tasting something completely different. It just really opens up, and uh, it's it's. I don't mind saying it. It's my favorite one. The reposado is my favorite. Yeah, I was I was going to describe it as not as. I mean, by comparison now, like I'm thinking back to the tequilas I'm familiar with, and this is not as syrupy or one dimensional. I guess those are the words I would use. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Well, <laughs> I got to alter my perspective, like my whole look on tequila. I'm used to the classic, you know, young white girls. Let's do some shots right. with tequila. Right. Line them up with the salt. I didn't know line. you were a young white girl. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in me. It's in me. It's my perception. His, like his voice belies his gender. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I stay non-binary. That's, yeah. that's what the kids are doing these days. It's all fluid here, baby. When I'm drinking tequila, I'm definitely a white girl for sure. All right, good, good. But, yeah, I like is, white girls. But this is like... <laughs> This is like sip it. You know what I mean? Like I can sip this and enjoy this. I think my favorite part is, uh, and you'll see this with all of them, is the sustain that it has. Yeah. A lot of times you'll – there's a lot of tequilas I love, um, and there's a lot of tequilas I don't like at all. But sometimes you, even ones that I like the flavor in about four or five seconds is gone. Mm. This – I love the linger. You know, exactly. the, I love the loitering of this bottle. Well, I, I mean, in, in bourbons, like that's what sells me on bourbons. A lot of the times, it's it's a it's a favorable linger that stays with you in a very very pleasant manner. And this, this, you know, you're drinking tequila, 
and you enjoy every aspect of that flavor. You enjoy the nose. And, I mean, I'm sitting here. We're all sitting here. I'm looking at Jeremy right now, and he's got his nose buried in his fucking glass. Yeah. See, the tequila's making me swear a lot more. I mean, we didn't need our swear <laughs> quota last week, but We've now we're going to overrun episodes. this one. Yeah. Uh, but it's okay. What, what? I mean, so let's... If, if you don't mind kind of getting into it, what Not drew you toward owning your own tequila distillery? Uh, it was an impulse buy, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's it's like when I started stand-up. It's like when I met the girl that I married. Um, I, I just – and now this. It's uh, – it, it, as fucked up as I was at all three occasions – uh, what a great idea! <laughs> what a great! And I had to follow my impulse uh, because I, because again, Ron and I just literally looked at the guy and went, and we'd been drinking already that day. But I also know what I like, of course. And and I just looked at him, and my exact words were, hands down, across the board, all four expressions, best tequila I've ever had in my life. And that's all I said. And Ron looked at me and said, that's not only the and he was talking about the black bottle or. or, or before it was the black bottle, but that expression. He looked at me and he said, Alex, that's that's not only the best tequila I've ever had. He said, that's the best drink of liquor I've ever had. Huh. And then I just looked at the guy and said, okay, we're going to buy some bottles. So we bought some bottles. And then uh, and then I said, where can, where, where can we find this in the U.S.? Because I'd never seen it before. Uh, and, and I'm quite familiar with – I travel a lot. You know, Arizona has tequilas that Texas doesn't and, yes. and Kentucky doesn't. And and, there, and, and so anyway, I, I said, where, where can I find this? What state? And he said, it, it doesn't have a U.S. presence. And I, and, and I was floored by that. And the entrepreneur in me just went, well, hold up a second. <laughs> and, and then the entrepreneur in Ron, which, by the way, what you mentioned about me mo- owning my own specials, that's the same case with Ron except for the Blue Collar Tour, except for the Latin Kings of Comedy. Right. Gotcha. I own everything. Gotcha. And Ron's the same way. And we've known each other forever. And, I, I, and he looked at me and goes, Alex, why don't we do this? And I knew what I wanted to do. And he said, I'm going to do it with you. And he, I said, he goes, I want to quit drinking scotch. And then I said, you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you, you got a huge fan base that loves you because you drink, not because you drink scotch, but it, it, right. there's a lot of sure. rebranding. You're absolutely, you're out of your mind. Uh, I love you for it, but <laughs> shut up. Yeah. You know, calm and, down, Ron. Calm yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> I literally wake up the next morning and he's uh, in my face like this microphone is. And I'm like, what the? And he's like, I'm not drunk anymore. Are we going to do this? And I said, uh, are you serious? And he goes, yep, let's do it. And so we've, you know, we took a big leap of faith. And and, and the truth is, you know, in this industry, it, it could all still go awry, but it's sure. not. It's mm-hmm. not. The truth is we, we don't, uh, we're having fun with it. We're not putting any pressure on ourselves other than telling the truth to people and, and turning them on to it. So we're having a ball. And, uh, and, and the truth is people, they're going to feel the same way that you guys are now. Yeah, all we got to do is get it to their lips. I mean, I've uh, up until you know when you walk through the door and and you've been sharing some of your libation with us, I had not tried anything but that. Uh, uh, extra añejo. Extra añejo. Um, I was laughing at the two ways you guys both said that. Yeah, añejo. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I got a little bit of hillbilly. I mean, you yeah. know that. Uh, but uh, this Resposado, man, I, I'm I'm stopping it. I got my son in the car in the yeah, back gotta, on the way home. I'm stopping at the liquor store. We're getting some Resposado. Uh, I'm going to be sitting outside this weekend. And you know what? Stuff. I got to tell you. It's a I, good weekend for it, I too. drink it neat. I drink it neat. And... Um, and like you were saying earlier, what should I do? I've had to learn to quit telling people how to drink it because I have some good friends of mine in a great band called Shallow Side out of Alabama, Dothan, I believe, um, a fun band. 
and 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 we did some work with them and still do sometimes uh but they they uh they love the reposado and i get on their party bus one day or their tour bus or their home anyway you want to look at it and they're drinking my reposado with mountain dew and i was like Whoa. jesus christ <laughs> I, I was just like what Whoa. the hell but but you know what that's the way they like it does that, that's does the that, way they like does it does that kind of like offend you a little bit and, you, you know i just hate like, to see you... all the time and the art that goes into making this and then yeah i want to make it to some mountain dew you know <laughs> or, um, yeah yeah, but but whatever you know it's uh, they, they, they can enjoy their headache, um, yeah. <laughs> and that's where the headache would come from is the Mountain Dew. But I, I uh, um, the other day I'm amazed at uh, at how much bartenders and waiters don't know. I grew up in hospitality, mm. okay, uh, and, and in this day there's a lot of bartenders that know exactly what they're doing, but there's mm. a lot of wait staff and that don't know. And God bless them, but I'm, I'm at a at a place. And and they have my tequila, and I looked at the waiter, and I, who I know, and I said, "Hey man, uh, bring me a reposado neat," and and it's always they're like, oh, we, we, "So you want a lime? Uh, no, neat. neat. Uh, you want it on the rocks? <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to make this fucking easy for yeah. you. Did I stutter? <laughs> but they don't know what it means. They don't know what it means. So, but he brings it to me, and he was slammed. And when he sets it down. It's on the rocks, filled with ice, and I was like, uh, "To me, that's now you've watered it down." Yeah. And I looked at my wife, and he ran off so fast. I went, and she goes, and "I said, you know, I'm not going to say anything." And I'm glad he did that because I've always just drank it neat, and it was just delicious. Liked it. Liked it, it was delicious. Ron's always telling me to put ice on it, but I, and actually, what I discovered is now I can drink this at the pool and fill my glass and not feel like an alcoholic. Right. You know? <laughs> hey, man. Because you know, usually I just got my little slipper and people Whatever are like, you man, tell drink, yourself. just drinking straight liquor. <laughs> but now I got ice in it. <laughs> so I, I can join the party. A little, awesome. awesome. little classier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of, one of our buddies here in the office, he actually saw you at uh, Oaks and Smokes. Mm-hmm. Is it, or is it Smokes and Oaks? Oaks and Smokes. Uh, back in like 2013 or 2014. That's when I launched it. Uh, right around Derby time, and he mentioned, and it's funny that like we have all of these intersecting instances in life that kind of come together because I don't know you from Adam, right? Um, but he mentioned the story that you told about traveling through the back roads of Mexico looking for that perfect blend of tequila, and I, I, I was like, man, that's that's a road trip that is. That's it's like that's a sexy premonition to have like in your head. It's like I want to take a road trip with one of my buddies and just get. And, and that's what we did, and it ended up like the story I told you with Ron. But but the reason we went down there is because I have a friend who is my importer. Uh, his name's Julio Rejon. Amazing dude, amazing drummer, uh, and, and a business guy. Uh, went to North Texas State University. He's uh, whatever you whatever you do in school to become. He's a, he's got a music degree. I mean, he's sure. amazing drummer. Um, but he's the guy. He's a hippie at heart. Uh, you know, he's he'll lose himself in Mexico. He'll call me, hey, dude, I was down there with it. He goes, oh, it's so awesome. He goes, I, I, he goes, I was in the jungles for three weeks, and, and I, I met these dudes, and we lived there for day. And, and he just, he's always got this crazy story. And you're like, what? And I'm like, what did you do? Where are you? What? When you Where did you? Shoes? Yeah. And, but he loves that stuff. And, and, and so he's the one that said, you got to come down here and check all these distilleries out. And that's what we were doing. And we were doing it for fun, but, but because Julio was guiding us and, and I would let him lead me, I would let him lead me anywhere because, um, it's just fun. It's just fun. I I could easily follow him a little while and we'd live in trees for two weeks, you know, you know, and, and, and I love that. And, but, but you know what you do there is you discover life. 
you discover life and you discover different ways of life and what people do and 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 it's and and, and then the basics come out you know but that's how and so i'm sure i was telling that story to that guy that day and that's a, a beautiful way to put that too i find that with just travel and people travel and experience different culture wherever it gets people to the basics you you, you nailed it yeah, cut down, cut all the crap out, cut of all it. the crap out of it, and hey, this get is along. what we all do. Can we all get along? Yeah, we can get yeah. along. There's a yeah. lot of similarities or differences. Tequila helps. helps. Tequila <laughs> definitely helps. So I mean, from like from like a business standpoint, when you're, you know, I've never imported spirits. Me neither. <laughs> from actually legally from anywhere. Um, I but you need a spirit I mean, you're, man. You're doing this in mass. This is this is you We're guys have there. quite a freaking following right now, and I think that's something. I mean, you're an accomplished person, but this is something to be effing proud of, and this is sick. I mean, comedy is great and all, but this is crazy. Uh, that I mean, everybody's getting behind this. What what challenges do you face like getting getting these imports in from Mexico? I mean, you know, importing a spirit from a foreign or, or from a foreign country. And here I am stumbling over my words. Jesus, Stadler, get your Beautiful. life together. Uh, <laughs> well, I would, th- I would think some of the challenges uh, now, now in today's climate, you know, with with uh, uh, the t- uh, tariff wars and things going on, it, it it gets a little scary. You know, there was a about a month ago when the president said he was going <laughs> to just shut down the border. Ding ding. ding. Uh, we we reacted real quick, and um, and we keep a par level here in the U.S. Well, we tripled that right away, and, yeah. and it wasn't easy to do because you know we were a little distillery, and we're like, okay, but we jumped through a bunch of hoops and made it happen, and we and we stockpiled here in the U.S., which cost us a little money, mm. um, but then things settled down. Uh, but now with things going on in China and all this, I mean, I'm just not sure what's going to happen. So we just kind of have to stay prepared, and uh, and the law of supply and demand really steps in at that point. Um, but other than that, I think the challenges in the industry is, uh, you know, the, the people we're playing against. Uh, you know, we're when I tell you that me and Ron own this. Me and Ron own ninety five percent of this, so this is this is as I like to say, this is all my daughter's quinceanera money. This is <laughs> this is no, we're not Brown Foreman, we're not uh, uh, Diageo, Bacardi, or any of those. Uh, uh, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, we don't have their money. We don't have their money, and and they and they spend it, um, and, uh, and and it's hard to compete against those type of things. But I think um, the real. And I'm not saying that they don't have products that are real because, of course, they do. Sure. Uh, but the real will float to the top anyway. And, and, and I think the fact that Ron and I are presenting it is naturally and, uh, and, and from our heart. Because that's what I promised the guy that – I mean he didn't want to give us the rights to his tequila. He, he, he didn't have a need. He, he, he was doing fine before we got there. And, uh, but what I did promise him is that we would put the same heart and passion into talking about this tequila as he does into making it. And uh, he believed us. Now, you explained a couple of things about making tequila uh, to me when you came into the office and we were just kind of chatting back and forth uh, that I had no idea because, you know, I'm, I'm in, I live in bourbon country. Uh, you live in bourbon country. But, it, you know, this is a place where we make a spirit. It doesn't take terribly long for us to make the spirit, but it's the aging process where a lot of the notes and the exposure mm-hmm. to elements is what kind of makes the juice the juice. And you mentioned to me that it's all about the plant. It's all about all the about age the of the plant. Uh, talk to us about that process. Tell us, you know, about the labor of love that goes into producing these plants that create, I mean, man, this is, 
Well, you have to be patient. You have to be patient. Uh, we're lucky that, that that our distillery and our, our fields are in uh, um, in the little uh, lowlands of Matitan, which is two kilometers from the original town of Tequila mm-hmm. in the shadow of the volcano. I mean, we couldn't have lucked out anymore. And these guys are farming. Hey, let me let me try the extra Oh, Hold up. Hey. Okay. You guys are speeding past me. I'm over here trying to sip it. I, this is the, yeah, get me drunk. <laughs> this is the extra Añejo. Again, this is the same the Blanco Tequila. The white tequila, instead of those three barrels, it's just the bourbon barrel, so it's just an American barrel, uh, three and a half years in that barrel. And and I think my, one of my favorite parts of these tequilas also is that these three that we've just drank, even though they're all gorgeous, mm. completely different profiles. Yeah. Completely indeed. different. Indeed. Yeah, but can, each one you could go, oh, the sustain, oh, the, you know, oh, I can sip this, comes out from every one of them. And uh, and and it's not the it's not what you puked on in high school, you know. It's not. It's not. Hell no. uh, but the patience that that, that guy does uh, that ha- he has, I mean, he he knows how to look at a plant and know when to say no. Nope, we'll pull that. We'll let it go. We'll sell that somewhere. Uh, and he just he knows what he's doing. The, the the fact that he lets the soil rest for a full season afterwards, you know, he could he could be greedy and go plant. Do another one. Keep doing another. Come on, what are we we need plants. But he's that's not him. That's not him. That's not his family, and and I love that about. It. He's an artist, of course. He's is, an artist. Is he a? Is this a first generation tequila? Is he the first of his family? Oh no, no. Down? It, it was uh, eighty it's, years. It's eighty, it's 80 years. something. Couple years. generations. And and he actually, uh, it's kind of cool because the picture on the bottle. That's my father's face. I was going to ask yeah. that same question. You Good just taking that right out of my mouth. <laughs> Ruining the podcast. <laughs> That's my dad's face. And you know what's funny is when I first started to, uh, to do this company, I sat in a boardroom here in Louisville with, with a bunch of suits, which I do not recommend. Um, <laughs> and, right? <laughs> and, um, and they were going to tell me for $50,000. I said, for fifty grand, we can come up with a bottle. We can come up with a name. We'll get the pack. We'll put everything together. Mm. We'll we'll set your demographics with you know all, all this <laughs> stuff that I was like, I'm just. But I have to be there. I have to listen to what people are saying sure. about this yeah. industry. I mean, I'm studying this industry. I'm talking to all these people, and they said blah 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 blah, and uh, and 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 I had a mock bottle. I just had a bottle, and I still have them in my house. I I, I drew things, and I, I tried all these different things, right? And it's kind of crazy because it's a vodka bottle, but I just you know taped over it because uh, I just wanted to see what it would look like. And I was sure. actually going into liquor stores and putting it on the shelf and going, okay, that's what it might look like. Um, but I had a picture of my dad on there. And somebody in the meeting goes, he goes, I don't know who that guy is, but you got to lose him because he looks like he had a bad batch of tequila. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I'm already like, I will fucking stab you. <laughs> With 30 witnesses, I don't give a shit. I'm straight I'll up go Mexican back to dude, right? to prove you know, a point. Right? You know, but, I, but, I, but of course I didn't do that, and, and uh, um, I slid his tires. No, I, but I was thinking that, and, and then, uh, and then he, they, they were telling us what they would do, and, and I said, okay, so you'll come up with a name. I said, well, when you're thinking of that name, I said, here's a name, and I threw it out there, and number one, because of why I said earlier, but also because it's part of my show, and I've said it many times on stage, oh. and it gets a laugh. Mm-hmm. Even before I had a tequila company, mm-hmm. and 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 that same guy goes, "That's the dumbest name I've ever heard," and I was like, I was just so offended by this guy, 
you know, uh, just shooting down any, any thought that wasn't his. But I was like, okay, you know, fine. But what I did is I, I was going on the Bob and Tom radio show the very next week, which at the time was 165 markets in the morning across mm-hmm. the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I had a social media guy that I know. I said, do me a favor. I'm going to go on there, set up this up, send them the links. And when I'm on there, I'm going to say number one and let's take a poll across the country. Mm-hmm. We had over 8,000 people within two hours mm-hmm. say, that's the greatest name I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. went back to that company and I said, you know, guys, uh, no thank you. I'm yep. going to keep that 50 grand in my pocket. Yep. Uh-huh. I've got them a yep. name and I've got everything I need. <laughs> yep. I'm doing it myself. I'm doing it myself. And that's a uh, true control testament freak to, is what they call me. I dig. Well, it's that. a true testament to sticking to your guns. You know what I mean? And you, <clears throat> you're a comedian, man. You know, you you know what's right. You know what I mean? You're gonna find it, and you know that's right. And sometimes you just have to listen to that. People say, "I think this is a bad idea," and if you trust yourself, and you know what, I, got, I gotta tell you, uh, I. And the reason I'm so confident in my decisions or my thoughts sometimes, I mean, hey, you know what? I will say this. Every four years, I realize the last four years, I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> right, right, but, right. but I'm confident in my thoughts because I listen. I listen. Even when I'm up there doing stand-up, even though they're not talking, I'm listening to the audience. I'm listening to what their reaction, and I know how to downshift it and, or, or put it in, in overdrive and shove it in their face or whatever I got to do. So I, I um, you know. I do listen. Have to. That, I do listen. That's Alex kind of Ramundo is an expert at reading the people. <laughs> I do read the people. I'll tell you something. The day the president came down that escalator, I looked at my wife and I went, this guy's going to win the Republican nomination and he's going to be president. She goes, you don't like him. And I said, well, I, I, you know, I don't really like him, but I don't dislike him. I think he has some assets. I said, but hopefully we're not. And she goes, but he's never. And, and, and the whole, and Ron was always like, he'll never win. And I was like, I said, I'm going to tell you something. It. I said, I've been talking to America for all these years. I'm telling you, this guy's going to win the nomination, yeah. and then he's going to win the presidency. Yep. And, and and God bless him for it. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, he's the quarterback for now, and 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 and, and I'm for it. Uh, you know, the team. <laughs> but but <laughs> but I gotta tell you, I the only time I ever thought, the only time I thought I'm wrong, he's going to lose, is when that Access Hollywood tape came out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and when he survived that, I went, he, he's he's a shooting. Yeah, this guy, which. Which I had, can I take this time to say, you know what I thought weird about that moment? Had he said uh, uh, anything derogatory towards, which he had already had kind of, but it had been out of bounds on Latinos, uh, the Jewish community, blacks, uh-huh. uh, anybody, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, you know, LGBT, uh, that, that it would have been done. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was amazing that he could get away with that by doing that to women. Yeah. I was nuts. like, oh, okay, everybody. So we can, we're not cool with him being that way to anybody except for women. Yeah. I just yeah. thought it's it was. like 52% of the population right there, and he moves right on yeah. into it. And, and again, sorry to get there. And, no, and hey, okay. by the way, everybody He's who's listening, I, I, I want him to do good things <clears throat> for the country. Of course. You know? of course. So of course. I'm, 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 I'm not hating on him at all. Sometimes he talks, and I'm like, yeah, he's got a point. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so, so very dull one, but he's got a point. <laughs> yeah, right on. So you know, in staying in the tequila vein here, um, and I mean, we are overrunning this podcast with tequila talk. Right. Hey, okay, was normally bourbon, so this is a fun, refreshing <laughs> this moment. Is a it's better for you, everybody. <laughs> you, do you guys work on like experimental recipes? Um, are you working on any experimental recipes, or is this? I mean, this is once again, you know, the blend in the three separate different types of types of barrels here. This is phenomenal, uh, but. Anything new coming down the line? Uh, what we do have coming down the line is I have a little, uh, uh, and it's still sitting there, and I'm just waiting for our company to be big enough. We have a um, a 92 proof 
uh, triple distilled extra añejo uh, that is gorgeous. And what's so pretty about it is it uh, it's every bit as and even better than that black bottle that you're drinking. Um, but it's 92 proof. So you get through your second drink and you're like, holy crap, I'm fucked up. Oh, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> which is a nice fucked up. Um, and, and, and I hope to do, and I only have 2,100 liters of this, so 2,400 barrels or bottles, 750 milliliter bottles. I'll take half of that. Right? <laughs> so I have a very small amount um, if you consider the nation or the 10 of states course. that we sell tequila to uh, right now. Uh, but what I want to do is I want to do something like that every three or four years, and we're going to create yes. a special mm-hmm. bottle, and it'll mm-hmm. be called Juan in a Million. Ah, right. brilliant. You know, something, and, and it'll right. always be different, by the way. You mm-hmm. know, we'll do this batch, and there'll only be 2,500 bottles, and boom, they're gone. <clears throat> and, and that bottle will be, um, because we'll put a pretty package together. And it's just kind of amazing is the package is easily half of the cost. Course, you know, and uh, and so on that package, I, I I can easily. I mean, this this bottle here nationwide is seventy nine bucks. That's our, that's our flagship, the extra añejo. The the blanco is uh, forty two, and the and the repo fifty, right at there. But I would think that one in a million bottle will easily go for you know it'll be one of those two hundred and fifty dollar mm. bottles. Awesome. But but well, we I mean, don't have too many of them. <laughs> but it's fun to do something like that. So it's a great question. Thank you. But I mean, you talked you talked about this um, earlier, and you know the, the the gentleman that does your distilling, he's an artist, and yeah. and we've echoed this sentiment in our podcast previously. You know, the the art of distillation is 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 exactly that. I mean, it's art that we all have the unique opportunity to consume, and once that last bottle is gone. Yeah, you'll only become more fond of it, or once that last sip crosses your lips, you'll only become more fond of it in your mind's eye, and nobody will be able to experience that art in the future. Right? You know, you think about the Mona Lisa and things like people will mm-hmm. always see that that same lady looking back at him, but you know, nobody will be able to experience Mona Lisa. your <laughs> special edition. Uh, hey, that's Da Vinci with a underwater. long hair. Hold on a second. <laughs> but, I feel weird about my erection. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, man. I let it go. <laughs> that's a strange face she's making. What is that? dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like there's a it's recording like, of this you can go back and listen to. <laughs> but it is, it's, a, it's a testament to the moment. You know what I mean? That's the beauty yeah, of it. No, it, it really is. And, and, and again, he just, it's, he's playing in there and, and 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 not just his distillery there's plenty of people doing beautiful things here in Kentucky there's people doing beautiful sure. things mm-hmm. um but this guy's family they owned all this they own all this land and there are four distilleries that produce tequila out of there and uh and his uncles have a distillery called Americas uh that's Americas uh, <laughs> in uh translated um, and they make beautiful tequila um i don't think it has the heart that that our guys that are, that Nestor's does, and it, uh, it it is beautiful, but it's also way pricier, and um, and again, I don't think it has the heart that that Nestor has put into it, and 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 that's what I love about him. You get out there, Ron always goes. He goes, it's not a pretty distillery. He goes, there's a, it's dusty, and he says, there's just half dead dogs laying around. There's, there's fat Mexicans in dirty t-shirts, and I'm want, like, quit saying that. <laughs> but it's true. It's, it's there's nothing pretty about our distillery. I mean, it's, I don't want I don't That's want you to fair. think it's a it's a shithole because it's right, not. Right. It's just there's nothing fancy. Literally, you know where my car's parked here, right? 
my car's parked just right across this thing. Okay. Uh, if you were to go to our distillery and you see the gates, you wouldn't even know it was a distillery because there's big, big tall gates. But it, from right there, Huradura is catty corner from us, about as far as my car is. And they're, oh. they're like two city blocks. Yeah. And we're about the size of this building. Yeah. Not this building, but where, where, where we're sitting. Yeah. Not the sound room, but... <laughs> But and but I love that about that place. You know, the the ladies that uh, produce the package. I mean, everything's put together there. There's five women that, and, and sometimes a dude that just sit there and, and sounds like last episode. We were just talking about Maker's Mark. Mark and yeah. it's the same lady. It still slaps on the label. Oh man, same lady. Loretto, Kentucky. Yeah, I just love that. With uh, it seems to be a tendency with more harder liquors. I guess you could say that with wine. Bourbon, obviously, as well, and tequila. It's just so cool to hear. Maybe it's a maturity thing, but as we get older, you start to really appreciate the story and the artistry that goes into it. Oh, like, yeah. So much more. It's so much more. It's why you should appreciate anything. I know. You yeah, know, it's, it really you know, and you're right. It's with maturity, and it's, it comes wisdom. And when you when you learn to, to, to just stop and, as they say, smell the roses, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's nice. Yeah, Life is beautiful. Is the and last one you poured the extra in Yeah, that's the extra in Yeho. Isn't that nice? Let me get it going, man. I like to anyone one, with a bourbon palate. Yeah. Seriously, that's I mean, perfect. So many times, well, I, you know, here in, we're in Louisville. Hey, no, 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 tequila. Yeah, okay. And sometimes I just walk up to people and hand it to them because it's this. the right color, and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll think it's a bourbon. Like, <laughs> they'll look at me and go, Where, where's that at? <laughs> what high school did you go to? Follow what? me, we're going to go to a different aisle. Yeah. <laughs> so changing gears here. Yeah. I mean, we talked a lot about spirits and all that kind of jive, but, you know, you, you've been in comedy for how long now? Since 87, 20, 32 years. All right. So where'd you get an understanding that you had a beat on the population, a beat on humor, and, and what kind of got you into it and threw you over the edge? All right. That's a couple different questions. What got me into it was chicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, chicks, man. Uh, I was trying to be uh, – I, I, I like to think I, – I, I was trying to be a rock star, um, and turns out I have nowhere – I don't have the timing. I'm like Steve Martin and the jerk. <laughs> I just can't get it. And here's I'm the guy in the band that I'm just so excited to be there. Right. I got the outfit. I got everything yeah. I'm supposed to have. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got it all. You I'm know? not even wearing underwear. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, chicks dig me. Uh, but I just. I, but I'm always looking at the drummer or the bass player going, "Tell me when to come in. Tell me when to come in." I just. I'm not. I'm so excited. <laughs> and when yeah, and, and I do. And they're Is always like. And and I've, I've been fortunate that I've always surrounded myself with really good musicians who allow me that to go. All right, now Alex. And 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 I'm a pretty good front man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I was if I was the if I was going to be so. the front man. But but again, when you're trying to do that for a living or or, or even to consider it you really have to be with some people that uh, uh that know what they're doing and they did and i didn't and and uh and and so i was bartending and i stumbled i was bartending at a comedy club I didn't re- even realize it I, I knew i was where i was working but i started uh the only thing like you had mentioned earlier you saw one of my specials it was the first thing you ever saw hmm? the first one i the first special i ever saw on television i mean i knew the bill cosby tapes and the and the richard Pryor. but the first time i'd ever watched something on hbo and i was in 10th grade and i smoked a big old bowl oh yeah i watched howie mandel Legend. and he just so fucking silly that yeah. i just remember laughing as hard as i possibly could and 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 i fell in love with stand up and when i when and then when i discovered it live mm-hmm. i was like oh my god totally different my face hurt i was like and, and 300 people just left this room and the energy of that and it was all one person male or female on that stage just delivering that and everyone jumping on it and i thought and and then i'm watching these comics who 
mostly middle-aged dudes that didn't look all that great <laughs> yeah. going home with the prettiest chicks. I was like, God damn, I got to give that a try. And, <laughs> and so the girls were my motivator to jump up there, even though I knew I wanted to be an artist and, and, um, and, and it worked. I'm fortunate enough that it worked well for me. You know, and, and and don't get me wrong, it's gone horribly wrong many times, and still does every once in a while. Just sure. when you just when you think you can't have a bad set, it's right, right. around the fucking corner. Yeah. Um, but I, I love. I just did Louisville this weekend, and uh, at the Comedy Caravan, awesome room by the way. If you've ever right. been, if you yep. ever went in in the last eight years and it sucked, go back because yeah. it doesn't suck anymore. It does. It's, 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 it's the, the caravan that, now, right? Yeah. The caravan. And, and by the way, that's the key word. The care of yeah. van. They care about that club now. Huh. Um, anyway, this week I went up there, and I'm working on a new special. And I put that out there for everyone to know because because of this company, the tequila company, I haven't been writing jokes as much as I did a few years ago sure. because I'm literally 24-7 thinking of this tequila company. Um, but I told myself I'm going to put a new special out next year, and I said I'm going to be working on new stuff. Now people are coming to hear new stuff. So Thursday night, I did two hours and 36 minutes with a grease board up there. <laughs> Just going through things. Yeah. I didn't even know what I thought about it. <laughs> and, I, and, and all I had was one word things, and I tried to change the words so nobody would go, oh, he's going to talk about this. And, and it was quite painful for the 38 people that were there at times. It was entertaining. <laughs> I know it was okay. But at times people were like, what the fuck is this guy thinking? This is crazy. But by the next night... I had whittled it down to an hour 40 and then an hour 30. And even though things were moved around, I feel really good about what I was able to do Saturday, that late show, and deliver without strain and just hit them. And, and, and probably half of that won't make it to the special. But I feel really good about that creative process. Um, That's some fast of, whittling building. down, too. Oh, That's fast whittling, like to narrow down that time frame like I that. I love putting myself under pressure. Well, there, people <laughs> I love ask, I've, I'm a big comedy connoisseur as well, and people always wonder how do you craft a well, uh, like a good joke, and there's no way to know. There's literally, you can think you have a great joke until you get in front of people. You have You're, to test it out and see if it works. Yeah, I'm feeling and that. And in a strange way to give you some of your own advice back. I was listening to a podcast a little while ago. I want to say it was Anthony Jeselnik. Uh, when great he was comic. starting, Yeah, when he Please was starting up, he said that he had a story about you and how he was sitting in the About hall. me? Yes. Really? Yes, about you. It might not have been Justin, so don't quote me on that. But he's in the hallway, and he's going through his going through his jokes, mm-hmm. trying to go over them over and over, like trying to memorize them. That's Crystalia. Com- Crystalia, that's who it is. Yeah. It's fucking Crystalia. And you grabbed him on the shoulder and said, "It's not going to go the way you want it to. Yeah. Just don't forget that. It's not going to go the way yeah. you want it. To. You got to go up there and feel it. You got to go up there." You know what? I didn't even remember that happening until my daughter. Uh, she was like, "Oh my god, look at this!" And she loves Crystalia. I yeah, mean, what girl doesn't? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they love him, and and, and so he's, he's a, a great comic. He's a good-looking guy. He's a killer comic. Yeah, yeah. Bieber, uh, Justin Bieber uh, uh, is a big fan. That's kind of what right, right, and, and that's what kind of got him known. Uh, yeah. But but either way, <laughs> but my daughter was like, "Oh my god, Dad, look at this!" And it's some interview, and, and he names me, and I was like. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I remember. Crazy, yeah. right? You know, and, 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 I and heard of course, that too. every time I see him, I'm like, "Hey, Chris, good to see you," and and I'm glad things are going good. But uh, but this is what I said to, to myself as well to other comics. Every time you go up, record it, study the tape, be original, and don't suck. That's the only advice I got for hey. you. Don't fuck it up. Be, That's the advice we give around here. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> People always say, "Hey, good luck." Oh, no. I don't. If someone wishes me luck, I'm like, stop. 
look at me and say don't suck. And they're like, what, what? Say don't suck. They're saying my name. Say don't suck. <laughs> they go, don't suck. I go, thank you. And I run off. That's the advice I need. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you got to record it. I always kind of look at Peyton Manning. People mm-hmm. say one of the greatest of all time. Why? They always talked about how much he watched the tape, how much he knew yeah. everything that was going on. And unless you don't record that and listen to it, and it can be tough sometimes. I watched that two hours and 36 minutes, and I was like, Jesus, Alex, what are you doing there? But you know what? I was trying to figure it out. Sure. And when I'm on that stage, I put myself under that pressure that I know I have to have some type of reaction every eight or ten seconds, whatever it may be. Yep. And, and, and if I was to sit there and try to write that, some comics are really great about, you know, this is the words, and boom, and that's the way I'm going to do it. Not me. I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to put myself under the pressure of, I better fucking come up with something. And my thoughts have to come out, and I'm, and so that Thursday, Friday was much better. Friday late was even better. Yeah. Saturday, and I was like, oh my god, I was pretty proud of myself for for whittling it down. And, yeah. and, and my wife didn't see me for a day and a half because I was just watching that videotape and yeah. just going, horrible. That was horrible. That oh, but look at that. That is so hard to do. I think Aziz and Sorry said something about that too. Is a lot of comics will <clears throat> record their sets, but you don't listen to them. You have to sit there and listen. It can be hard yeah, to listen, listen to your own to voice. It. Or anything like that, you have to. You have to. Got it. Uh, local shout out here. I went to Trinity High School, and we won state every year. I was in high school. We won state football. And when I look back and think about it, it's because we sat down after literally every single practice for another hour and went through what we just did again and again. And you were again. preparing for the moment. Yeah, you preparing you, for the moment. You know, I, I get, I get. Uh, that comes from that. If you if that from that two hour tape, if I at at one time I had only watched thirty eight minutes of it. And I, and I had to stop because I had to go do something. But I looked at it and went, but you know what? I just honed that part down. And I knew I would have a solid seven yeah. just from that. Yeah. And, and, and then I forced myself to watch it the rest. Uh, and, and, and I had a friend, um, uh, shout out to Mom's Music. I love the guys. Hey, I love the family. And, and um, the whole band, the Louisville Crashers, came out to see me Thursday. Oh, yeah. They always say I'm the seventh crasher. Wherever they're, I crash the crashers. Wherever they're playing, if I'm off, I show up and I jump on the stage and I sing with them. And they're those guys that go, come yeah. in now, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? I woke up this morning and I got myself a beer. You know, so, so they came to watch me, which was so cool of them on a Thursday. And I told them, I said, There's, it's going to be light. Well, of the 36 people that were there, them and their wives were 12. Nice. <laughs> and, and. <laughs> it, 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 and I'll be honest, it was horrible mm. at at yeah. times. It was because it was just like this guy's just rambling. This guy's digging for something, doing, which no. is. But I told him, "Hey, I'm this is what I'm doing." Uh, but somebody that works for them came out Saturday the Late Show, and he texted me. He goes, "Dude, that was awesome. The whole show, I laughed from beginning to end." I said, "Why don't you ask Howard how it was on Thursday?" Uh, and he wrote back. He said it was kind of loose. <laughs> I said, that's a nice way of saying it sucked. <laughs> and I said, but that Thursday was so important to the process of what came out Saturday. And um, I think if I study hard, I, 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 I can knock this special out by, by you know, March. Not, that wow. you know? I, not to mention, then it keeps saying your prizes, your story crafting ability is fantastic. The ability to tell a story and interweave jokes in it is second to none, man. Second it's sad here. It's all about the story, man. It is. It is. Everybody wants to hear a story. That's right. Every every bartender. So what's your story? That's you know. Yeah. Well, you so your next special. Where's the next special going to be recorded at? You think? That I don't know. I'd like to think I could shoot it here, but this is so close to home. You mean El Toro's mm-hmm. top yeah. floor? Yeah, right here. Right here. Right in that little room upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the karaoke room. What are you talking about, man? 
karaoke spot. Which wouldn't be a bad room, except for I, I think it would. Be, the sound would bounce everywhere. Yeah. Um, oh, it's the sound problem. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we can get, if we can That's get these, why the room's not right. We can get right. these egg crates up there. I'd like. I'd love to do it at that comedy caravan, but. But hey, I just started the process here, and I'm gonna sure. do it again in November to tweak it some more. I just think if by the time I get it done, people will be like, well, "Yeah, we've heard all this," uh, uh, and it won't be new to them. Um, I, I don't know yeah. where I'm gonna shoot it. I mean, the first one we shot in Albuquerque because it just made sense, and, and there was a great theater, and, and it all worked out. The second one, the second one, I specifically chose St. Joe, Missouri, because it was just north of Kansas City, and, and I wanted to be the middle of America. Mm. I wanted to, yeah. there to be. And there's, I think, 400 assimilated Latinos, 400,000 assimilated Latinos in the Kansas City area. And so I just wanted to show America that it's yeah. not just a brown thing. It's not just yes. a white thing. There's, you know, we're, we're all the same people. It was so funny. We shot two shows on a Saturday night. All the white people came to the first show. All the brown people came to the second show. <laughs> so if you ever see the audience, you're like, wait a minute. Wait, what happened nothing, here? What, what the <laughs> hell happened? They segregated <laughs> themselves because yeah. they couldn't be on time. Huh. <laughs> it just cracked me up. So I don't know where we'll shoot the next one. I, I don't know. And, and, and I promise you this. Yeah. I don't. Th it's not going to be in a huge place like we did the other ones because I just don't think there's a need to spend that much money. Roger that. Right. You know, I think uh, my first two specials cost me – on average, just a quarter million dollars each. How many seats was Hispanic? Uh, Hispanic was 960 seats. That's all. Uh, Red Mexican was uh, 1,200 seats. Okay. And I would love to do this one with 230 people there, you know? I, I would love to do it's it great in a tight little room. Man, whenever you figure out where that's going to be, if you would let us know. If y'all uh, bring the mics. Number one, we'll be there. <laughs> I mean, these were, Thriller was recorded on this. Yes, so, right, I right. Mean, this, is, this is a high-end <laughs> microphone. Uh, a lot of nostalgia to this, but I, I would love to attend. Uh, and I mean, I, I would like for all three of us to attend. 100%. I'd like uh, you to bring all those other people downstairs, too. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> we're probably well, close to the demo. I have a fun little tie-in question here because this is a tech company as well. Then, how do you feel about being an entertainer, being a, a promoter, or I'm sorry, an owner of a tequila company? How does technology fit in with all this, especially like nowadays you with know entertainment, what? things being so readily accessible? You know what I'm media. learning. I need to. I'm learning every day, and I need to know more. I need to know so much more because uh, not even four weeks ago, I had uh, a young intern. Uh, come on and she was telling me why and I knew we needed to do an Instagram thing uh, account uh, but I was like I, you know what I I'm just I know this is stepping on your <clears throat> boundaries but but I'm I'm 55 I'm <clears throat> like guys I don't even Every time I got a journal to write in, I don't write in it because I'm too busy living my life mm -hmm. to write it down. I don't want to tweet it. I don't want to Facebook it. My wife sometimes is like, did you see my post? I go, uh, no. <laughs> no. And she goes, oh, but it's important. I go, I'm standing right fucking next to you. Tell me. Why don't yeah. you just tell me? I took me. the picture. I yeah. took the picture. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> but I tagged you five days ago. Right? I don't know. It's amazing to me how the, how the younger generation, they're like, oh, they didn't like it. They did Whatever. I'm more let's go, but I understand it, and, and it works to our advantage because, again, me and Ron don't have the big budget of these bigger companies, and what we do have is the real, and if we can figure out how to harness that technology and get that word out there. I told Ron just yesterday, he and I cannot do enough little 30-second video clips of me and him just 
showing fun. Yeah. And if yeah, we seriously. show fun, I, I believe we're the we're, we're a Juani Appleseed. We're we're taking everybody <laughs> there. If we can just show us, hey, this is the this is what we know what I do for a living. Fun. I yeah. show you how to have fun Dig no matter it. where you're right. at. And if we can do that. And if we can figure out how to harness this technology okay. and, and social media. Uh, I mean, we literally went from 400 Instagram followers to 2,000 within like three, four days, mm -hmm. uh, which is still a tiny number because I look at Maker's Market. They've got like 60,000 people on there. But I realized, wow. And I started interacting with the people and, and, and speaking back to them, you know, when they comment. And, and people love it. You know, I, I, that's one thing I have tried to do uh, on Facebook is if you write me something, I try to write you back, and usually someone writes me back and goes, I can't believe you're writing me back. Um, well, I fucking care. Yeah, you know? value. Yeah, I just, I, you know, again, I don't, I, again, I don't, I've got, you know, 60,000 on my Facebook or whatever it is, probably lower than that, and Ron has 3 million, so uh, I, I don't have, you know, I've got more time to do it, <laughs> but but I do like it, you know, I, I do like it, and, and I wished, um, what's what I was asking you earlier? I, I want to know that. Actually, I don't want to know that. I want to sit behind you and let you do it. I want to go, David, show me what to do here. Uh -huh. I got show you, me man. what to do here. I got you, man. You know? <laughs> I love sitting behind somebody that knows what they're doing, whatever their field is, and saying, okay, how do we apply this to what we're doing? Um, so I, 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 I want to embrace it um, because it'll help us in the long run. You know, and so, It's such an effective tool to get the word out. It is. Immediately. Well, we're so, different kind of people, and we won't blow smoke up your ass either. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, technology is just so intertwined with our lives nowadays. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of people here who will talk your ear off about exactly <laughs> what you're talking it. about. Yeah. I oh, would yeah. love it. I would love to know it. I would love to, uh, you know, put it to work for for number one. Um, because I think you, you were saying earlier, you know, this is uh, uh, so different than what we do. But at the same time, it is, it is what we do. I mean, Ron and I have been walking in to bars our whole lives. Yep. And, 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 <laughs> and, we really have. and, and what's kind of fun is, is when, when, when we pitch this to uh, um, distribution companies, you got 30 or 200 salespeople. And they always go, well, say something real quick about your company. And I say, well, we are a small batch, handcrafted, award-winning tequila owned by two cool dudes. Perfect. And, and I felt it. weird. Right? <laughs> and I felt weird at first saying we're two cool dudes, but the reason I did that is because it seems like every time we leave a bar, whether it's Hodunk, Indiana, wherever, Florida, uh, upstate New York, from day one, when nobody knew our names, when we'd leave the bar, people would always go, "You're a bunch of cool motherfuckers," right? And I was like, you know what? We are pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. It's not that we're cool. It's just that we have fun, and no matter what, and, and Ron and I, when we're done with shows, we go into bars and hang out nice. and drink with people and and have fun. And when we leave, people are like, that was awesome. It's not bragging. It's definition. That's living life, how, how did you and Ron tie together? How did you guys... Did we go over that? We didn't go over that. Just tequila uh, got me, man. Well, no. <laughs> uh, 1986, the first time Ron ever did stand-up, he walks into a comedy club in Arlington, Texas. Uh, he's nervous. It's amateur. Amateur night. He's nervous. He's afraid. He uh, seeks a little courage, and he walks up to the bar, orders a Budweiser and a shot of tequila. And I was the bartender. Oh, wow, that's man. That's exactly how we met. Wow. We did not talk about that. That's yeah. For the record. Yeah, that's exactly how we met. That's which, which I think is so cool Poetic. when you look at what's going on now. Poetic. You know, he went on. And the, in the first five years of our comedy career, 
We traveled everywhere in my little piece of shit, 82 Toyota 4x4, or his really piece of shit <laughs> Nissan uh, <laughs> truck, which had a... It sucked. Yeah. It was horrible. Hey, you man. Know? But we stories. spent four years of our lives making 130 bucks a week, having a ball. Sick. And, uh, and, and, and then we, he went on to do the Blue Collar Tour. I went on to do the Latin Kings. And when we both quit working with those groups of guys, <sighs> for the most part, uh, he called me and said, hey, man. Let's go. Let's go have some more fun. But now in front of two thousand people, like like we used to do. Right. But now in front of two thousand right. people, which yeah, is yeah. what we've been doing. And 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 it's, I think it's kind of cool when you hear that. Um, you know, I think I just think that's fun. It is you, you know, guys both split off into two alpha groups? By the way, Jesus, yeah. Latin Kings of Comedy and Blue Collar Comedy Tour. It's, Full circle. Full circle. Right back together. I I, I love it. You know, I, I'm I'm blessed and honored to be a part of it. When I when I say it out loud, I'm like, ah, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. You know, I wish my kids thought story. I was cool. They think I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom thinks you're cool. It. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just talked to her on the way here. Alex, please be cool on the radio. <laughs> Tell them boys, thank you for listening. It's all. Live. Tell them to drink tequila. <laughs> you know what, my mom, when I was 16. I remember I'd seen some band the night before, and I know we got to go, Dave. No, 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 you're you're all good, bro. I'm just I, I try to I try to make sure like we're 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 staying on yeah, yeah, really sequence here. Rails, I'm sorry. Yeah, we were we were. Uh... What a dick thing to do! Check your fucking watch while you're while you're sitting here chatting with somebody who like gave you another story. Gave you time out of your day. It's like, is out. this guy still this talking? Is Thursday again. Oh my god! Yeah. So, a long weekend ahead of us. Hurry. Last it's time. Day <laughs> Summer's here. So my mother goes. She she told me because I was 16 and she had to have that that talk with me of what are you gonna do with your life. And uh, we're going a different route. Oh, oh my god! I've been there. The night before, or the weekend before, I had to go see her. Um, I went to some barn party in Texas, and I watched a band called Allied something. I don't know what they were. Three piece band. They were just some dudes, and they fucking awesome. And I was drunk and high, so mm-hmm. they were even better. Yeah. And, uh, and all I, I just remember having a good time. On my way to the meeting to see my mom. Uh, I passed this Bob, uh, what do they call them, a bobtail truck. It's, you know, it's, it's like a, something you'd rent. Yeah. It's, but a big cargo in the back. And it says Allied, whatever. And I was like, what is it? And I pull up next to it. It's just three dudes that I just watched two or three days ago <laughs> at this party. And it's one in the afternoon, and they're smoking weed, and and, and, and they're just having fun. And yeah. I just looked at them, and I was like, yeah, you guys rock. <laughs> and they were like, you rock. We don't know who you are, but okay. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And, uh, and, and I went to my mom's office. She said, what are you, you know, uh, you know, what are you going to do at college? And, and I was like, mom, I've been thinking about this, which I really hadn't. Uh, I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said, I think if, if I could party the rest of my life, I'd be the best one at it. <laughs> and you can imagine the look yeah, on her face. <sighs> Yeah, and she goes, "What?" And I said, "No, I don't mean like just party." I said, "But I said every time someone has a party, they're okay. But when we have a party, when I put it together, people always say that was better party than anybody's. That was the best one of the year." I said, "And if I think I could be, if I could be in charge of everybody's fun, <laughs> I'd be the best one at it." Fun now, and yeah, and, and because oh, the truth is, all people need is direction. Sure. 
you can, I could walk down in that that office where you got all those people in the yeah, computers. You get them, and, I, and I could say, "Hey, everybody, this is what we're doing." Yeah, you could. All get them people going. really need is someone to go. This is what we're doing, everybody. Yeah. And I could direct them. And before you knew it, everybody's having a really good time. And my mother was like, "Oh my God, you are one hundred percent right. That is awesome." <laughs> but six years later, she looked at me and she was like. I had no idea I was going to be doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, six years later, she looked at me, she goes, you know what? But I also come from a hospitality background, so I knew food and restaurant, hotel, and all that. But she looked at me, she was like, you know what? That day I was so afraid. She says, but you figured it out, you know? You figured out what to do. Did, so, sir. God damn, did you ever. Mic drop. Yeah, right. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Drink, yeah. <laughs> Only have one. <laughs> Only have one. I dig it. Man, man Alex, sure. it has been a delight having you, you on the podcast today. Thanks. We really appreciate you. Sorry I talked so long. <laughs> no, we, we we appreciate it. I mean, this is this is what we come around for. Um, you know that in running a business, but you know. This well, is this is fantastic levity, and we love your creative process, and we love hearing about other businesses and the risk you take, and the timing, and the process involved in everything. And this is this is great. Well, I got to tell you, uh, when you guys explained to me the premise of of the podcast, and it was how it was surrounded around business, uh, I love that because as much as people think I'm just some dude just enjoying his life, uh, it, it is all about business, and and. Uh, um, and I love that you you take the time to 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 focus on that because uh, <laughs> otherwise we'd all be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, man. Uh, everybody got to make some money. You got to you said it earlier. You got to care about what you're doing. Yeah, whatever it is. Makes I'm such difference. not a fan of anybody that's not doing their job. Whatever your job is, I don't care if you're the dude at Subway making the sandwich. Make me a sandwich. Do yeah. it and get into it. Better be good. It better be good, dude. I, I'm, I'm gonna give you my eight bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I, I look at everything like the movie theater. You know, when you leave the movie theater and you end up talking to your buddy and you're like, well, what'd you think of the movie? Was it worth the money that you put down? Uh, Ron and I take that seriously. Our our, our uh, commitment to the party has been relentless and sincere for 32 years. Sick. I so, dig it. So cheers, fellas. Cheers, man. Cheers. To you, my man. cheers. Thank you for the hospitality. Absolutely. Thank you for coming by and sharing Salud. some time. Salud. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of the El Toro Podcast. Your host has been David Stadler with co-hosts Chris McConnell and Jeremy Ficklin. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to drop us a line and let us know your thoughts. We will see you next time.